Welcome back to the Worldview Minute here. We got a bit of a doozy here for you today. Um, I've got 19, 19 things here as we try to put together a Christian view of work. And that clearly is a lot to cover. And we don't normally go through so many things at once. But we're going to try to do this today. We're going to try to give you this, this big thing. Again, over 93,000 hours in occupational work alone in your life. The Bible has a lot to say with this. And this is still just an introduction uh, for us here. So I'm going to try to give you some big picture things and some practical applications. Because we seem to also be floundering with not even knowing what direction to go on. Especially if you're a younger Christian today. So without further ado, 19 truths for us as we view the Christian understanding or view of work. The first is this, the overarching principle. You are accountable to God for your work, for your work ethic. God created work. He will judge you not only for what he has given you and for how you have used it. In his sovereignty, God has given you gift, abilities, passions, and a context. It is your job to use those things for his good and for the good of others. Work is not primarily about you. It's about God and it's about others. Second, Wealth and possessions in this age are not ultimate. We cannot let ourselves become greedy as we pursue our work. The greed that that is so easily uplifted in today's world is something that can damn you to hell. Christ warns us that we cannot seek and serve him while also seeking and serving money and possessions. Inordinate amounts of love for money, possessions, and status creates all kinds of evil. And that you can be guilty of that whether you're rich or poor. This is a hard attitude, not the item itself. Third, third, work in success and possessions themselves are not the evil. Everything God created is very good. God does promise material blessing as a general reward for faithfulness in work. That's not the problem. The problem is that our heart idolizes things or it vilifies things that it shouldn't. The problem is moral, not the stuff. Okay, so wealth isn't the problem. Success isn't the problem. Possessions aren't the problem. The problem is that we worship things in place of the creator himself. So we have to bring that into our work, knowing that we might come to worship something and love something more than God, so we need to guard our hearts against it. But we also don't want to then make the thing itself the problem. Fourth. Fourth. Christians, therefore, then, should work hard, and we should desire a level of success in our work. We should have pride in our work. It is a good and righteous thing to want to do your job well. This is part of what it means to be a human. And God has made us to have this cultural mandate to be his rulers in his place. We should want to fulfill that role as those who are redeemed in Christ well. Right? The only thing that ha- they're the church on Sunday morning and what happens in the church walls is not the only important thing in life. This is hard for a lot of pastors to say, but it's true. Humans were created for a purpose. Church falls under that purpose, but it is not everything. This leads to number five. A full-time ministry is not inherently more valuable than other occupations or other vocations in calling. All righteous vocations, all righteous jobs serve God and others. And value and meaning is not limited to full-time ministry. Sixth, this means that the Christian worldview helps us to turn away from ourselves in our work. Work is a part of who we are as humans. It's not the center of who we are. It does not define us. And our our success and prestige and all of that shouldn't be preeminent because we work unto the Lord. We work unto serving others. This is not primarily about me finding self-actualization or fulfillment. Work is not to be a selfish endeavor. 
7. The work of this age is fleeting. It is passing away. Work is important. It is a part of this age. It is hardwired into creation. It is actually going to be a part of the new creation as well. But we are always working with an eye towards the kingdom. We must not place our trust in our standing, in our wealth, in our occupation, and in our power. If we turn to these things for gain, they will slip through our fingers like the book of Ecclesiastes teaches us. These things are gifts from God. They are not gain from God. In the workplace, you should respect those who have authority over you. We have these commands in Colossians 3.23. Everyone answers to some earthly authority and is the job of the Christian employee not to defraud his boss or his company, but to work faithfully and diligently for their employer and not to be a constant malcontent and complainer. You should respect those who are in authority over you. Number nine, Christian, if you are one of those persons who is in authority over others, you are to use that authority for their good. You are to use workplace authority as a boss, an owner, or a manager for the advancement of your individuals, for your family, and for providing good products for your people. And all of this glorifies God. Number nine, if you are in authority in the workplace, use it well. Use it righteously. Use it unto the glory of God and for the good of others. Number 10, work hard. Work hard. Wisdom dictates that with intelligence, skill, and diligence, and hard work, that you will be blessed in this area of life. This is to your benefit. Christians should display a righteous character in their business dealings, or in, in, and in that, they are working to be working hard. This provides a benefit. Number 11, don't lie, cheat, steal, or defraud people in the workplace. It is not all about getting ahead. It is not all about you. But our conduct in the workplace must be governed by the standards of God and his righteousness and morality. 12. Expect frustrations and setbacks in this realm of life. Back to Genesis 3. Work is created good, but it is cursed in this age. We live in a cursed world. The domain of work is under the curse of God because of the presence of sin, and all of creation is longing, is desiring for it to be set free from this, but we are not yet there. And so you should not be surprised when you want to quit your job. You should not be surprised when things are going poorly. You should not be surprised when you have a bad day or a bad day. What you are tasting here is the uh, birth pains. What you are tasting here is the reality of the fall. And this should, this should train your heart to long for uh, the new creation where there will no longer be cursed. Thirteen, we remember that as we work in God's world, he owns it all. And as we are rewarded for our work in God's uh, world, he owns it all. Whatever you have has been given to you by God. It ultimately belongs to him. You are merely a steward. You are not the chief creator. God, not us, has the right to make demands upon our stuff, and we should be willing to do whatever he says to do with it. Fourteen, in accordance with our working hard like we are God, we are also to rest, and this also includes to recreate, to have fun. Without giving way into a pure hedonistic lifestyle or into pure idleness, the Christian is commanded to regularly rest, to regularly worship God with God's people. God has established this pattern in creation. He worked for six days and he rested on the seventh. This is a creational norm. You should rest. You should have fun. Having fun is not a problem in this world. In fact, I might do another episode here where we, we look at recreation, sports, video games, things like that and how it fits into, into work. 15, some some final applications here. Putting this all together, God has, if you're looking for work, what should I do with my life? God has given you specific gifts, passions, and talents. 
pursue those? How would those things work themselves out in a, in a workplace? If you're good with numbers, what kind of uh, mathematics or engineering things can you do? Right? Finding a career can be daunting, especially for younger Christians. But God has given you something you're passionate about, something that you can cultivate and use to work towards the goal of adding to God's good creation. And our, of course, wisdom and realism has to play into that. You're probably not going to be an NFL star. You're probably um, not going to be able to make um, a lot of the money by playing video games for the rest of your life. Right? But the interests and stuff that you have that can bring glory to God and benefit others, cultivate those skills. God hasn't given those things to you on accident. Use them and find out how you can use them in the workplace. 16. If you're still unsure as to what then you should do, do something. Just do something. The thing you do next in your work career might not be the thing you do for the majority of your life. You don't need to have all of your life figured out right now. Learn a skill if you don't have any. Do a job. Get training. Join a trade. Do something like that and you can figure it out as you go, as you're working and you're fulfilling the human role as bringing order or bringing forth the potential in God's creation. As you do that and you're serving God and serving others, you will find out where you are best suited in God's created order. 17. In all of this, we should realize that Christians are not bound to only do Christian uh, things in their work. In other words, Christian architects don't only build churches. You can be a good architect and build churches, yes, but you can also build uh, shopping centers, houses, uh, other things like that. Bringing order and design out of God's good creation means the Christian can serve God without doing things that are explicitly Christian in their occupation. All occupations honor God if they are righteous. Christians should then seek to use their gifts to advance the kingdom as they can and then as the, to fulfill that cultural mandate. 18, we're almost done. As much as possible, you should enjoy the blessing of work. Right? If you're reading the book of Ecclesiastes, it, it's, it holds this in balance, right? Don't place all of your worth in your work. Don't try to find gain in your work. But realize that work is a gift from God. Work is not a bad word. It is not something to be put off and that's something you need to be liberated from. While some jobs are, are more inclined to be arduous and tedious and something you might want to change careers as much as possible, find the joy in your work. You are not beneath working. Working is at the heart. It is one of the core things that humans are to do. Find the dignity in that and as you serve God and you serve others. 19, and finally, be generous and wise with your money and your resources. Rule over your work and your wealth. Don't let them rule over you. Rule over your work and your wealth. Don't let them rule over you. Make wise decisions. Live for the glory of God. Be generous with others, especially fellow Christians and your local church. This is the realm of work. It is a good blessing from the Lord. It is a part of what it means to be like God. And we should embrace that and bring glory to God as we live this out. I thank you for listening to the Worldview Minute here. That was a long one. I promise you the next one. Uh, won't be as long. I encourage you to like, comment, and share as we build the Christian worldview one minute at a time.